0: Something, something was done to that dog. Well, obviously, something it.
1: that you did, Devon. Huh? something that you did to the 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 dog. I mean, we're live gonna, now. The dog,
0: the dog Anybody the dog. watching
1: the show, Devon scares a dog. That's that's what we're talking about.
0: The dog was like that before I
1: before we got her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Are you sure about that, Taylor? Could you confirm?
2: Yeah, man, it took her 45 minutes to even come to me. I'm like, come here, you know, and I'm, listen, everybody loves me. And, and it took her a while to come to me and she wouldn't, she would not come to me. But now she likes me, you know, she she listens to only me. And yeah. when when it's bedtime, she'll come to my side of the bed and like take her paws and crawl up on my side of the bed. And she's like, you know, like kept my head. You know? <laughs> That's the only time though, oh. only at nighttime. Slowly but surely.
0: And then I'll, I'll sit there. up from the bed. And she, I'll sit up from the bed and she'll see me. And she'll go right back down. She won't come mm-hmm. anywhere near me.
1: A dog's <laughs> smart. A dog's smart. Oh, smart, a dog's girl. smart. Yeah. Keep the distance from uh, Devon. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely appreciate that. Welcome to Table it. Talk. Really, the, the only uh, wrestling, pop culture podcast that you have a chance to interact live with the stars. And uh, we'll be welcoming Arzan here in just a moment. But uh, I'm Mo i'm doing well lindsay you're a little under the weather right
2: i am under the weather this week um but just you know it's gonna get better just getting better
1: there you go yeah you gotta love this time of year and i gotta love this uh, life in general in the last two years has been something else taylor how are you doing today
2: i'm good i'm tired
1: (laughs) dealing with devon all day i would imagine so Uh,
2: i can't imagine yeah 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 pretty much <laughs> i went without coffee for the past Amazing two days oh why Amazing. yeah on accident I'm... not on purpose oh okay accident yeah. whoa and then i realized today i was sitting on the couch i'm like man why is my head pounding i have this bad headache and i was like i haven't drank coffee in two months no, yep. so i had a coffee and now I'm oh good back. good 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 oh man yeah. that's terrible i'm sick and i'm still drinking my coffee so devon i have I to believe, ask you has taylor been a little
1: that. extra testy these last two days <laughs> So testing. Look wow. at that. He's stunned. Can answer? Can answer?
2: <laughs> oh. Speechless.
1: Not oh, there he is. She He's coming back to us now. Thing. That's a good one. <laughs> if only we could have made the glasses a little bit more crooked there. Than <laughs> the <future.
3: laughs>
1: we got another, we got somebody uh, under the weather too. Uh,
0: mm, feel better. Yeah. That's not-
1: Sebastian kissing <laughs> our butt. I like it. No, oh, Taylor, Taylor,
0: she's Taylor's done. been.
1: She's been a- hey, Sebastian. <laughs> Go ahead, Devon. Go ahead. Nice to have you back, man.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Thank you. I, I Your internet I
2: cutting out.
0: Whose internet? Yours. Well, you are mine. So, I mean, we're together. You know, we're using the same internet. So, how come yours is not going? You're upstairs.
2: Okay. Well,
1: I'm closer to the brow here. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Devon. We'll we'll let you catch up, and uh, we'll introduce our guest at this time. Uh, he, uh, former WCW wrestler, WWE Impact. He is uh, still crushing it as uh, he's wrestling. God, decades later. Uh, welcome to the one and only Shannon Moore.
2: Welcome. Hey, what's up? Hey. Guys? Okay.
1: We, uh, we have having some technical
2: difficulties. Oh,
1: Devon dropped and you showed up. So I don't know. Is he scared of you? Did you owe you money or? uh
3: Oh, man. Oh, Devon's made a lot of money in this business. I had to pay his damn internet bill. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Thank, Thank you. you. Definitely. Yeah. For sure.
0: Man. All right.
1: We're going to try that again. Right there. Devon, are you there, buddy?
0: I'm here.
2: Bless you. <laughs> oh, all right welcome right. to table talk you guys nothing's nothing changes shannon what's going on <laughs> what's up man? devon devon turn your camera I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs>
1: there <laughs> we no. go
2: okay that works
1: uh, uh
0: it's okay no moment <laughs>
1: <laughs> nope, not me we're gonna put our guest of honor there how are you all today right. shannon what's going on in your world man
3: man i'm good man just busy um i i god I got a lot going on in my life these days good stuff man it's a good busy um but yeah just just non-stop man between wrestling just between everything else that I have going on from a business standpoint like it's just uh my days are long but I am grateful to be able to say that
0: now Shannon what's going on with your um with your tattoo how's that going
3: uh, it's going good, man. Right now, I'm just looking for the right location, the right building. Um, I just found one building. I think the last time I talked to you about it and we were negotiating, my attorney was negotiating, trying to uh, get us in there, but it fell through. So now I'm just back to just trying to find that right spot. Um, you know, tattoo shops, if, you, if you're if you familiar with them, locations, everything for them to be successful. And um, here in Tampa, like, you know, as fast as Tampa's growing now, and then, as expensive as Tampa is too, like it's hard to find that happy medium in the right spot. So, we're just searching right now. And as soon as we get it, I got everything ready to go because I've owned shops before from a equipment standpoint. So, we're just looking for that location.
0: Mm. Like I told you, <laughs> up in Tampa, I'm coming down to visit you. You I
3: got? Gotta, Come I take
0: those names tattooed on me.
3: <laughs> yeah, I will do it, man. I'll, I'll hook you up. Um, uh, you know, Yeah, I love. Do you actually
1: do the art yourself? Are you a tattooist?
3: Yeah, yeah, I tattoo as well. Um, I haven't tattooed in a while. Like the last shops that I had, I was just focused on the business standpoint of it because I was so busy on the road. Um, But yeah, I do tattoo as well. And like, I tattoo now just um, you know for certain people. Like, I don't, I don't just take like I guess you'd say walk-ins. But I, I have a lot of like that'll come through um, you know from out of state and stuff because like just my times so limited um, you know all I can do is like at this point just manage shop and then tattoo like select hours so it's just kind of you know private session stuff like that for me so
1: what you're saying it's Devon is priority and somebody like me you know, a normal bot guy has to just you know has to wait oh, yeah. all right
3: Heck yeah <laughs> Bring <laughs> the whole family down, we'll, we'll get you all.
2: Nice. all right. I'm gonna sneak in there too, then.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so so Shannon, so you know, I've always told people this that one of my greatest matches was with you. I don't know if you remember on SmackDown.
3: Yeah, was that, was that Rever-
2: you and- were cutting in and out?
3: Yeah, yeah no, I don't think it was. I, oh. It was yes, it was Reverend
0: Devon. Repeat yeah,
3: your question, Devon. Yeah, I I'm do. Sorry? We had. I said I, I do remember that match. Um, it was a really good match. I really enjoyed it. Um, and like, dude, that character for you too, man. Like, I loved it. Like, you played that character so good. Um, like to a to a T. Like, that was one thing. Like, it was cool to see you step outside of just the Dudley thing and do your own thing. Um, right. so. But yeah, I do remember that match, man. It was pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, anytime that I had, I mean, because you've been in tag team um, with with Matt against me and Bubba and things like that, and it was like working with you was always a pleasure. You were so easy. you were so easy to work with, and there was nothing you weren't willing to do, even no matter how crazy it was, which was I mean, we were freaking out of our minds. But yeah, we basically it was like it was like an honor and a pleasure. Now, the only thing I will say I didn't like, I got a bone to pick with you.
3: Uh-oh.
0: Uh-oh. When you were teaming with our protege, Jesse Neal, and Bubba was trying to get on him, I was there along with you trying to separate the two and trying to get them to be, you know become friends again. And as I'm walking away, you called me a douchebag. Who did? You did. No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. You said, d you me a douchebag. No, I didn't. It's part of the gimmick, Devon. And you said, it's really, it's really and then you said, "Really, really scarred I called said, you a douchebag, and then you said, uh "Oh no, I'm sorry. You called Bubba a douchebag, but then you said why don't you go back and do what you normally do and be Bubba's puppet?'" I am like, "Wow,
3: Shannon. Oh man, <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> oh man. Nah, it was um, yeah, that dude. Like, I can say like whenever it comes to the to the boys, and I'm probably gonna kill your gimmick here too, so I don't want to kill you off. Um, but, anyways, like, dude, you're probably legitimately like one of the nicest, like, coolest guys like in the business. Like, out of my top five, you know what I mean? Um, right. And like, that's it's so crazy. Like, and a lot of people say that about Matt and Jeff too, like the difference in the two. But like, you're, you know, you you're the Jeff of your team. Like, I feel like you were always the even when I was a kid, man, before I was even like, I don't know, ECW, like I met you in ECW and like, you probably don't even remember that, but this was back, God, I was probably, I was in early teens trying to get to ECW and like me and Matt and Jeff, like we come to a couple of shows and I met you, and, like you had no clue who I was. You probably thought I was just some kid, but dude, even then, you were like super cool, like just even back in the ECW days. So like, and it's cool because like that's just your true character and who you are which i always appreciated that about you
0: i was always taught not by someone in the business but you know my upbringing people at home my parents my grandparents you know you always treat people with respect You treat them the way you would want to be treated you know don't don't get all you know goody-goody with them and think you can take advantage of them you know you don't do that you don't do things like that and i've never wanted to do things like that i've always wanted people to treat me the way I treat them and it's only then when they go outside the box and then try to do um and say stupid things is when now I saw the get bad
3: yeah yeah it um you know I, I think that's just a matter of like sometimes we let the pro wrestling character or pro wrestling identify who we are as a person um, and uh, I think that that becomes because like you come from the same generation like that older generation and, and You know, we're told, like, you eat, you breathe, and you sleep pro wrestling. You have to live it. You have to breathe it. You have to sleep it. And I think, like, that's the wrong mentality. Like, I'm glad that I grew up like that, and, like, that's the way I was brought in. But I really think that affects, like, a lot of people's egos because, like, once you make it, and then it's like you still eat, breathe, and sleep it. And it's like, you know, just some people can't separate the two, and um that's one thing you know like i feel like you were really good at and i think you know i've always tried to do that you know with what little bit of fame or whatever you want to say i have but it um you know like to me man like i've always wanted to be shannon more the person and treat people from that perspective rather than like me being something special because at the end of the day i just feel like we're all human you know exactly i mean
0: that was one of the things like i that I loved about you because you were very genuine uh, coming into the locker room. And I can only imagine UCW was there, correct?
3: Yes, yeah.
0: I'm sorry, did I go I was saying, you can't get WCW uh, came in. So it was kind of cool to see you come in and still do what you did best. And that was the high flying, you know, where I remember the first time we got in the ring with you I remember telling Bubba, I was like, "Man, I can't do that high flying shit." <laughs> I was like, he was like Just be Don't "Worry about that. Just do what you do." And I was are like, you, all right. And I was like,
1: "Are you saying Shannon wasn't a good dancer when it when his <laughs> best quality is the high flying? Because I think he was
3: pretty good." Huh. and <laughs> no, that, that you're absolutely true about that, I sucked at that. <laughs>
0: uh, I was saying, I I I didn't know if I could hang because even when we first came in and we were with the Hardys, you know, it was yeah. one of those you know, I didn't know because I, again, their style was different from ours, especially yeah. when we came from ECW. You know, we were that hardcore type of, you know, just punch you in the face and all of that, where yeah. Matt and would fly around and do things that were extremely like mind boggling, especially Jeff for this crazy ass.
1: Yeah. yeah. You
0: know, yeah. a little intimidating at first, but then I remember um, the Royal Rumble. The 2000 Royal Rumble when we had that ladder match, sorry, table match with them, and it pretty much just got the ball rolling, you know, with the Hardys and, and the Dudleys, and then of course Edge and Christian came in and just added so much more flavor to it, you know. Yeah. It was so you know that showed me that regardless to what your style, is, if you're a professional and you know how to work, then you can work with anybody.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes the magic, man, is like the different styles in the ring. Like whenever it all comes together, like the beautiful sympathy or symphony, symphony, sorry. Um, But yeah, it's beautiful, man. Like it's it's music whenever it all comes together and you got those different styles. And speaking of like y'all's ladder matches too, like, you know, you guys, like, it was really hard in WCW because like, you know, at the time Johnny Ace was coming to us in WCW and you know like it, it was weird because like you know me matt and jeff we were best friends and like we lived you know a mile apart and cameron but then johnny ace would come to us and he was like look man like you know you guys got a ladder match on starcade um you know like we got to compete with you know what's going on at, with you guys so like here we are trying to compete against our friends which you know we're all talking and everything but trying to come up with something different from the standard that you guys have already met to separate, you know, our ladder matches from WWE's ladder match. And like, that was difficult. Um, and you know, like I know, and whenever we did that Starcade ladder match, like one of the things that we did to separate ourselves from what y'all were doing was like, we tried to build more scaffolds, went like the scaffold scenario with the ladders. And, um, that was kind of our focus, like to kind of separate what y'all were doing at that point in time. And it was like, it was difficult, man. It was hard, but it it was cool because like, you know, we're all friends. And like, even though, you know, like we didn't know each other at the time that good, it was still like, you know, I heard about you guys through Matt and Jeff every, you know, whenever they're home. So it's kind of weird. Like here we are now, you know, 22 years later, 20 years later, whatever the case is. And, you know, we're sitting here talking about ladder matches. And not even on you know like now we're able to talk about like yeah like you know the officers coming to us going to compete with those guys and like but i don't know it's pretty cool man like looking back like what you you guys definitely revolutionized the whole ladder match game
0: well it's just you know it's amazing how 22 years later however long it is people still talk about those matches. and it's yeah. just a testament to what we went through to actually to get to that because we never really thought that WWE would give us that chance to do that, you know. Yeah. But what we did, we took the ball and ran with it. That's all we could do. We just yeah. and ran with it a home run, and that was the great thing about it. Is every single time we did that, we had a home run, which was great. But I remember after the first, it wasn't a TLC match, it was called a ladder match at WrestleMania, WrestleMania 16 in anaheim california and i just remember when we were done with the match the cameras caught us hugging each other we were so happy you know number one to pull it off yeah the way we did to get the response from the people but most important no one and that was one of the biggest things when nobody got hurt and injured and we were able to you know just pretty much get through that whole you know, night, especially at WrestleMania, that, that was special for us. So when we were hugging, we were actually embracing really hard and tight uh, in that video
3: because we knew
0: what the what the odds were against us, but yet we overcame everything.
3: Yeah, yeah, Nah, no, it was, uh you guys revolutionized it, man. You know, like Scott Hall and like, you know, um, X-Pac, man, like, you know, that match they had, like, I feel like you guys like were able Cause that was revolutionary too, what they did in that ladder match. You know, um, so I think you guys were able to take what they did and like take it to the next level. And but the bar that y'all set, like you know, like you can't really top it, man. like there's no way to. to Thanks a lot, it. To Yvonne. Yeah, so <laughs> it's like you know, nowadays, you know, like it's still like whether you're on an independent show, like God, I get calls all the time. They're like, hey, we want you to come you know, can you do a TLC match? So you guys pretty much like come up with a match that now like will live on forever because everybody's doing them now, you know, like trying to step up and deliver a good TLC. Well,
0: and, and like you said, the great part about it is, you know, I think the most important is not what we did in the match in terms of tables, ladders and chairs, but it was the story behind it. You yeah, know, that was the most important part of it was the story that we told. We didn't just go in there and throw people through tables, hit people with ladders instead of chairs. We actually made it mean something when we did it. Because a yeah. lot of these guys go out there and they do these TLC matches and it doesn't make any sense. It's just one high spot after the other and you're waiting for somebody to break their neck. Because they're trying to outdo what we did. But the thing about it is, like you said, it's not the wrestling part of it. It was the storytelling that we told.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, from a psychological standpoint and everything about psychology, Like that's something that just you got, I mean, it was an art. What you guys did, it was, you know, it was poetic because like you guys, that story was so in depth and it was like, even today, man, like if you go into Indies, man, like people don't understand that, like how how it works, whether you're building the show or you're building a match. It's just like they, they don't understand like how important it is to build those spots, you know, like as the match goes and to put the you know those most important spots toward the end of the match. I don't know why like you can tell people that over and over but you guys like like you did that to a T and it couldn't have been no more perfect, you know, just well thought out, well, well done and well performed by everybody. Oh
1: man, you're just going to open <laughs> up the floodgates for Devon. they talking about the young kids not paying attention.
2: <laughs>
0: so yeah. I- But I don't understand, because I think we all know, you know, how this new generation is. And of course, our generation is the last of the real, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Respectful generation. Where I just feel kids today, they don't respect yesterday. And the only way they're going to feel the brunt of that is when they get to be our age and the years that we put in, that they're going to do the same thing. And then when they got some young punk coming up to them disrespecting them then and only then will they know about how respect in the business is lost nowadays
3: yeah yeah and i think they missed out man like one of the big things i know if i do like a um like a a seminar or something like you know like i try to explain is like you know you're cheating yourself by not listening to veterans that's trying to explain this because like you know once you do you start fill in the psychology and like you understand it it's like there's a feeling that you get whenever you know like a spot does pay off whenever you place it in the right place and whenever the story's told and then you hit that spot and it's like the feeling that you get from the crowd and the reaction you get at that point like you fill it in your bones and you fill it in your emotion you know and it's like you cheat yourself by going out there and not trying to really think about psychology and telling that story, that story, and trying to get that emotional attachment with the crowd, you know, like it's just it's funner to have that, and like then you really like go, man, like I really love this stuff now because like it's incredible whenever you do get that e- emotional attack with the crowd and like you got them, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it's 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 something, and it, I was just happy to be a part. Of, part of.
3: Yeah. I tell you, one of the top, one of the, think like, I understand. We all said this. I'm gonna,
1: I'm gonna mute him for a moment as his internet catches up. Shannon, please continue <laughs> your story.
3: I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So, you know, like, I, I know for me, like, like in WCW, like I started understanding psychology, like a little better, and then, um, like I did a, cause I, I did like a year out in Nashville and like, you know, psychology a big thing out there cause it's old school wrestling, but I'll never forget my first tour to Europe. And, um, like, I just did a simple, you know, like we started out and like, we were, you know, I was attacking the guy's arm and then like, I was a, like the baby face. And then like, they finally like twisted my arm. And whenever I took it back, like just the emotional feeling that I got when the crowd reacted from a simple arm ringer in Europe, it made it like, it was like a huge, like aha moment for me. I was like, holy shit. So like when stuff's done correctly and in the right place, like the people will react just where you place it. Um, and like, that was a big wake up call for me, you know, like early on to go like, okay, like the better you can tell this story and make it make sense and build your match. Like these people are really going to get into it then. So it was, um, you know, like, I, I don't know, I was grateful to be able to be so young in the locker rooms and have veterans like yourself, Devon, or somebody else tell me, like, hey, dude, like, this is what it's about, you know? All right. Well,
0: thank you. And, you know, I was just joking about the, you know, Bubba's Puppet and all that that you called me on TNA. I think we gave you the line to t- to say that. <laughs> yeah, I know.
3: Like, because that's, like, I was, I was sitting here because, it, like, it hurt me because I'm going, man, I would never say that about people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I got I was like that was part of the story about. okay
0: <laughs> was yeah, i was teasing you you know we actually gave you that line and i remember you didn't want to say it you were like "No, oh, man say it we gotta say it don't worry about it don't do it yeah. you know and, uh, again yeah, and i, I wasn't one of those type of guys that you couldn't say anything to me and have me get upset about it you know because number one is the business and number two as long as you talking about my mama we good yeah <laughs> good you know yeah. you know, don't talk about my wife either. If I love my wife, don't talk about her either. Talk about it in a nice, bad way. Got that <laughs> yeah. in there, Shannon, because you know, if I didn't, I got when I got the podcast, yeah. with your mama and the kid. What about, <laughs> what about <laughs> me like that? <laughs> Nice. Yeah. That's what i get Shut up. <laughs> yeah, one of
1: one of uh the favorite stories that uh, we've heard on table talk involves uh ex- uh you know Devon get the tables and how that uh accidentally uh manifested into something bigger you know it wasn't planned it just uh, grew organically did you have a moment like that in your career shannon or uh you know something that you didn't think would work and somehow it picked up it blew up
3: Dude, three count. I mean, the whole, the whole game behind three count. Like, it was God. Like, just the way that come about. And like, like, dude, my whole like my character now is kind of that I envisioned from the start. Like, I wanted to tattoo myself. Like, I got to WCW. Like, I wanted to, you know, like I wanted to be like a rock star looking kind of a sex, rock, rock and roll type character. And um, so whenever I get to WCW, well, first of all, you know, like this is. Uh, It's a long story, but I guess it's worth it. Um, So first of all, we ended up going down to the power plant. Like WCW hired me. Um, I was the first of 21 cruiserweights that they hired to do a reality show, like real world at the time. Um, And it was basically going to be a version of Tough Enough. Um, So Eric Bischoff, I think, had like the first Tough Enough idea because he was going to do it with us. The cruiserweights that he hired put us in a house basically you know show us working our way through the ranks even though like most of us had already been wrestling for six seven years um and then finally we make it to wcw nitro and or nitro and then you know like that's how we start our career but it was going to be a reality series but before you know i guess before that could take off like they could that idea so then you know like i was sitting home making killer money because wcw weren't afraid to pay pretty good you know And uh, they were like, hey, you know, um, if you can, we want you to come down to the power plant, Chris Canyon and them did, "um, and just hang out down there and train while you guys are waiting to go on TV. So me and Shane Helms, we go to the power plant, like we get down there and like, you know, there's a bunch of just goofs in the ring, like, you know, like hurting and stuff. And, you know, me and Shane, I got a concussion, like the second day I was there, Like was like walking around, didn't know what I was doing. I woke up in a McDonald's basically, and, you know, Shane's like, dude, or, you know, like, what's up with you? Like, you're okay. Where are we at? And he's like, we're in Atlanta. And I was like, what? Um, but anyway, these guys down there, like a lot of them were really green and just like hurting them. So me and Shane got together and I'm like, dude, we need to go to Paul Orndorff and his office was there and we need to tell him like, Hey man, we're going home. Like, we're not going to stay here and just beat up our bodies for nothing. Like, you know, we're, we're more advanced than these guys here. And, you know, like, we could get more out of going home and just training in our own ring. So I was like, dude, you know how this is going to go? Because we've heard stories about Paul, like, stabbing people, like, you know, trying to cut people and just bite people. So, like, we went in with a plan. I was like, dude, if he goes for that drawer, like, we got to You know, because, like, you, we, you didn't know. Like, you heard all these stories, and we didn't know how he was going to take it. So we go in there, and we're like, hey, Paul, you know, like, we've been getting hurt since we've been here or you know like I, I was like i've got hurt got a concussion like you know somebody need me in the temple just on a simple drop i was doing a drop down they were trying to run over me and like about killed me so it's like you know we we want to go home we're gonna go home and train at home and he looked at us and he's like okay yeah you guys are good i don't even know why you're here anyways and i was like really? okay and then i looked at shane and shane looked at me and we were like that wasn't the response we were you we thought we were gonna have to fight him, and uh, but he told us to leave. But needless to say, like we get home, Jimmy Hart calls us and he's like, "Hey, baby, what are you doing? Like, you know, they got you on the two B fired list." And I'm like, "Dude, Paul just told us to go home, and then he just put us on the list trying to fire us." And like, oh, sh-. but Jimmy's like, "Don't worry about it. I got this great idea for you." And I was like, "Okay, like, like don't worry." He's like, "We're gonna fly you down." Uh, we're going to go over this idea and then we're going to get you in the studio. We're going to do this music gimmick, like a, you know, uh, uh, like a pop band, like, you know, Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, cause they were hot at the time. And I was like, okay, but Jimmy, I can't sing. Like what? We're going to do this music thing. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. We'll do it in the studio. And I was like, okay. And we did, man. Like Jimmy had this idea that we were going to be this super baby face, like, you know, team bop group that, you know. Actually sings and performs, and his ultimate thing was like we were gonna like go to arenas and actually like sing and perform as music, (laughs) you know, like a pop band. And I'm going, this is gonna be fucking horrible. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I was going, this is horrible. Like nothing, like you know, like I can't dance. Like nobody can dance. The Nitro Girls, they were trying to teach us how to dance, and like. You know, we go to the studio, we do these, we went to the same studio, I think, that the Backstreet Boys uh, did all their music in. Like, Jimmy had those connections. And, like, we do these songs and, like, the next thing you know, um, Arn Anderson, like, he's got us going out, you know, like, four times a show to get heat, you know, because immediately all Arn seen was like, oh, the best little group we got here. And we would open the show up you know before any matches would go out you know would sing this lip sing this horrible song and then we'd go out like after the second match then we'd go out right before intermission would go out after intermission and then right before the main event like here comes three count again Damn. And then on like you know all the house shows and like we'd do it at tv and dude by the time we would get out there by the, before the main event um, like the people they would be throwing everything ring at us and the green circles We had like we had to use them as shields by that point because like people were <laughs> throwing that much shit at us And um, but the cool thing was like every night man for months and months like We would get to that point arn loved it. He thought it was the greatest thing ever and then he's like, you know We're gonna send sid down like we're not gonna play his music. We're gonna let him slowly walk down and the people will see the people slowly erupt as he gets closer and closer and like that's the case so like we'll be in the ring and have our backs to the entrance and did would just start walking out real slow just walking down the entrance and then we'd grab the mic we're like we knew you guys would get it because they'd start cheering from uh-huh. Sid. we're like we knew you guys would get it we're the greatest pop man ever thank you. thank you and then like you know, <laughs> by the time everybody's erupting like we'd turn around and then Sid just to fucking destroy it <laughs> And then throw aside the ring and then they'd go into the main event. So like ended up being an amazing hill, you know, group. Like here's this young, pretty, like small, these tiny boy band guys. And then, you know, in a man's world, like the people just hated it. Um, And it, it, it was fun, man. Like it ended up being something
1: fun. <laughs> uh, did you ever try to figure <laughs> out which Backstreet Boy
3: member you were? Whichever the worst one was. Okay. If you got dude if you go back, <laughs> okay if you go back and you watch our our like dancing and stuff like it, it's funny because like shane would get so irritated with me and evan would because like these guys would be there like you know they'd be in the back like trying to really get this dance down or whatever and i'm like all right yeah that's cool like i got it man i got it and then like you'll see evan and shane trying to be like anything trying to do the actual dance we worked on and you see me over there in just some world of my own doing some like <laughs> indian rain dance or something (laughs) it was horrible that
1: was outstanding i I, I love that era at lindsay you know you're you're not overly familiar with a lot of the history of wrestling but maybe this is it maybe we finally found what's going to bring you in a a boy band group
2: absolutely you know boy fan come on
1: do you still
3: remember any of the songs or dances um just like a few words i never knew the songs whenever i was singing them (laughs) <laughs> and then never like we're in the studio and i'm reading it off a of card anyway like shane and evan they're they're taking it all serious like shane's trying to rap it and like evan's trying to be mr like suave if you <laughs> rated. like you know he had the abs and he was mr pretty boy and i was in there like i couldn't remember nothing like i've been already too much so like i'm reading it off a of card trying to remember the word. like i never hardly i knew like the hook of our songs that's it Everything else was just me lip singing and wrong words. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh Scottish says that uh Shannon looks great and I was actually thinking that uh you don't seem to age, my friend.
3: I late I tell you what, it's uh it's hard getting older and, and trying to fight that whole aging thing. Um but yeah, man, like I you know, like I, I work hard, like I still work out five, six days a week. Um, you know, I'm in the gym at five AM every morning, so so is
0: Devon.
3: Jesus. I am not. <laughs> she acts like it's a bad thing, Shannon. Dude, it's Listen. a bad, I thing it. it. Yeah. It's uh <laughs> I don't know, man. Getting up at five AM and going to the gym, I tell you what, like, you know, by the time everybody else wake up, I feel like I've accomplished something. So like some people uh-huh. call me back, but it, that's my day, man. While this Did week- you cut your hair? Uh no, I got dreads. Um Yeah. I, I gotta have my dreads redone. So
2: you have your hat on, so it doesn't look like there's anything underneath
3: it. That's yeah. what I was asking.
0: You can always come to my area.
3: Oh my God. That's the easy way, right? <laughs> the easy way.
0: I haven't had a haircut in almost 15 years.
3: We could tattoo you too, man.
2: Oh, please. No, don't. That's cool. Oh,
3: God. Yeah. Yeah. Please. I what do you
1: think? What, what do you think would be a good skull tattoo for him, Shannon?
3: Good skull? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. We could do like a real bright pink one.
0: Yes. Oh, hell. I don't yeah. know if it would show. <laughs> 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 uh-uh. No pink. No pink. <laughs> uh, that's put- not only October for breast cancer month. That's the yeah. only way.
3: We could put a, a picture of Bubba.
0: On your hair. Oh
2: god. <laughs> did you never have to look at it because it's on top of your head.
1: I was half <laughs> expecting Devon to hang up again and be like, no, I'm done. No. Nope. Internet cut out. Yeah. yeah. did you ever have to dance in the ring?
2: Yes. Yeah, with kishi
0: Oh yeah. Taylor, I'm begging. You. I'm begging. You. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to show the
2: video, Devon?
0: Yes. We, uh, <laughs> shut up, Taylor. Uh, <laughs> um, I right was great. We out, You know, I asked Brian Christopher, who was probably one of the biggest jokesters around and, and did things to mess with you. You know, they would do the dance that they do normally, the three of them used to do on the race. It was an electric slide. And I said, Brian, I said, which way do I go first? Do mm-hmm. so I go left? He goes, go left, go left. I said, Brian, are you sure? He goes, yeah, go left. Don't worry about it. Trust me, Brian. And I should have known better, because we're on live TV, and <laughs> she gets it down. Boom, we bow our heads. And I here go, one, one, two, three. So of course I go to my left. I go, oh shit! <laughs> I bump into Brian. He's uncontrollably, and I'm sitting up there going, Brian, asshole. I will say that I quickly recuperated and went right real quick. All right,
1: I'm gonna find that video. Got uh, (laughs) a question here. Uh, You really impressed with your match against Nathan Jones. Do you remember that one?
3: Yeah, I actually do. I I I remember the match. yeah like one of the things that i always tried to do is um you know and actually rikishi talking about rikishi so whenever i first got the wwe rikishi sit down and we were talking because i was asking him i'm like hey man like i really want to have a long career he some advice and keisha told me he goes it's longevity he goes think about longevity like remember that word so like thinking about that and like i'll tie this into the nathan Johns thing, but Thinking about that, like, my entire career in WWE, I I wanted to take what they would give me, and I wanted to use my strengths. And, like, you know, my spot a lot of the time in WWE was to make the bigger guys look better because I'd go out there and I'd bump my ass off for them. And, like, one of the things I always, like, you know, like, prodded myself on was being creative and using my, like, my abilities, like, whether, you know, whether it was flips or whatever the case may be. Show off that talent, that larger talent. And like Nathan was one of those guys that I was able to do that with a lot just because of his strength, because of his size. Like there was just a lot of creative things that I could do to make him look good and make him look even better, you know, than like he could wrestle somebody his size or one of the bigger guys. And that match in particular, like I remember doing stuff with Nathan that I really tried to use my abilities and you know, my my physical, I guess, or whatever you want to call them to make look as impressive as possible. And like, whether it was Nathan or Brock Lesnar or, you know, like Great Kali or any of those, you know, larger guys that was really strong. Like I always did that, man. And like, I had fun doing it. Like a lot of the guys would get mad because like, you know, everybody wants to win and everybody wants to be champion, but I always felt and went in with the mentality is like, People will recognize how hard I work by how great I make somebody else look. And like and that was the case several times, like with Vince. Like Vince would come to me and say stuff. Or um, you know, like get that innovation whenever I got to the back for something that I would do for the larger guys. Um so like that's something I proud of Yeah. that matched very well.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Now of course. You're still going strong, you're still doing it after all these years. Do you keep up? With WWE, AEW, Impact, and all of those companies, I'm um,
3: not I, I. don't get to watch it much, like honestly, man, because like from five thirty eight about nine at night, like I'm I'm going, um. So I don't, you know, like I keep up with it on social media more so than I'm able to watch live shows. Um, somebody that I know um, is going to debut, or you know, one of the boys calls me and goes like, "Hey, man, like so and so tonight, like." watch it, just kind of do what you think. Um, I'll do it then. But I just I don't have time these days to sit there in front of the TV and just watch the product.
1: That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. You know, that, that's quite common. A lot of our guests like, you know, you start moving on. It's not really you're moving on from the industry, but uh, you realize there's probably more to it than that. But uh, is there anybody out there that in the, in the few moments you have watched, is there anybody out there that you think, Oh, uh, this is this is a young shannon moore right here
3: um a young shannon moore um man I you know like i just think it's a different generation and like there's a different style now um you know like you know not i'm not comparing to like my style or nothing but i think there's some very talented people out there and like people that like i look at and i go like man like these guys are good like I'm super proud of me like where Miz is at right now, mm-hmm. um, like that dude, man, he's worked his tail off, like, to get to where he's at. He's damn good, and uh, you know when Miz first comes, like, I got to work with him a lot, like, me, and Wang, we wrestle him and Morrison a lot, like, just you know, like, the the goal was was for him to get better, you know, like, so he could move on to big, obviously, and um, like, I'm super proud to see what he's doing, but you know, like in AEW, like huge fan and i did like something really special and they just let it go um because like i was a huge Rey mysterio fan and i know like Rey mysterio gave me hope like watching him come in wcw and then you know like i didn't get there till a couple years after ray got there but like gave me hope as a smaller guy and i think like even with fans that's to overcome like what you know like whether it's in the sports industry or you know a smaller guy can look at somebody like ray and like really take that and it it helps them push and chase their dreams but i think marco stunt um whenever he was in aew i think if they would have done that right like he was such a small guy like he could have been their version of ray Mm -hmm. and i think he would have touched so many people out there man because like you know, Ray had that effect on a lot of people and a lot of wrestlers and just probably people that were chasing their dreams, but smaller. Um, you know, like I, I love the Jurassic, uh, express AEW. like he, like those guys together, you know, they're pretty awesome. And I can just see like, you know, that being a Disney cartoon one day. So I think that could, (laughs) um, and I'm always an underdog, like, you know, the guys that, you know, probably don't get the chances that some people get. Um, So, like, that's why, like, you know, a Marco stunt or, like, the Jurassic Express, like, I really – it just makes me happy to see them whenever they do get success or, you know, like, I'm always cheering for people like that. Um, You know, as as far as WWE goes, like, you know, I was a huge Dexter Loomis fan, Um, you know, like Samuel Shaw. Mm -hmm. And he he had a character that I think, like – if it would have been presented right, and I think it could have been a really cool, like just dramatic type character that people would have tuned in and bought tickets for, um, especially you know with Dexter the TV series as big as that was, if they would have kind of capitalized on that, like I feel like he could have been a you know a pretty big deal um, for WWE. Um, But, you know, like, obviously, dude, like WWE, they got their stuff down to a science. They know, you know, exactly who's going to bring them money and who's going to bring them ratings. So, like, you know, I'm not saying they're doing nothing bad, but, you know, like, I do feel like there's been some people there, you know, like Ruby Soho, whenever she was there, um, you know, like, I always thought, I was like, man, this girl's money. Um, Rhea Ripley, like, you know, they are using her and, like, putting her in that top spot. And like, whenever I did uh, coaching, cause I was coaching down at the PC a couple of times a month for about a year. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she was there and I was going, man, what a stud she is. Like, she's gonna, she's gonna make the company, you know, like a lot of money and she's gonna make a lot of money and be successful. Um, so yeah, man, like, you know, there's a lot of talent there. It's just, you know, like whether or not, you know, like they stick around whether or not they bust her ass and they get those opportunities needed. Um, but it's cool to see. It's cool to see somebody, you know, come through the whole system and then shine, man, and get opportunities. So I'm always rooting for the underdogs though. That's my big that's my big thing.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I know we're getting uh we're getting close to uh our time with you here. So uh, you know, before we wrap this up, we'd like to give you the forum. If there's anything you want to promote, anything that you wanna talk about, or uh of course give us your socials so people can reach out and find you.
3: Okay. Yeah, man. Um, you know, these days, like, you know, a lot of people know, like, um, I'm working uh, at a treatment center, it's a, a drug and alcohol treatment center. Um, you know, a few hours a week, um, it's called Riverside recovery. And like I work with pro athletes there that come through as well as like, you know, doctors, lawyers, whatever the case may be, um, you know, the general public. But man, like, you know, whenever it comes to like wrestling, you know, and and even, you know, our supporters in wrestling, like if you're struggling with something, man, especially like addiction or alcoholism, like, you know, like that's such a big thing these days. And it's just something that we live with in 2022. um, It's normal, like for somebody in somebody's family to, you know, like either know somebody or be in contact with somebody that's struggling. Like, dude, reach out for help to somebody. Like, you know, like whether it's me or whoever it is, like try to get help with this because like mental illness, drug addiction, alcoholism, like this stuff's a real thing. And um, you know, in our business, like we've lost a lot of people to it. And um, man, there's nothing like seeing somebody change their life. So if that's something that you're struggling with and like really like ask for help. Um, so like that's just one of my big passions today is just trying to uh help people change their lives for the better um, and hopefully, you know, save a few lives um, if possible, just by letting people know that it's normal, you know, like those struggles can be normal. So you're no, you're no different. Like if you are struggling with this, just ask for help.
1: I
0: love
3: that
0: so much. That's great. Yeah. Well, I know, but we gotta let you go. I know you got other things you gotta do. You're a very busy man. And you probably got to get ready to go to bed to get up in the morning to go to the gym.
3: I'm old man. <laughs> I said, "What are you trying to say?" I'm old. bad time is about nine. Absolutely.
0: Well, Shannon, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Nothing but the best for you and all your success with the new shop in Tampa. And uh, you know, feel free to. You know, come on to the show whenever you want to promote anything. You let us know. We'd love to have you on there.
3: Yes, sir, man. Like uh, anything I can do for you guys, hit me up, man. I'm here for you, Devon. I love you, buddy. Like hey, you, hey, you look great. good, Frank. Thank you. I try.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I try.
1: Thanks like <laughs> again, nice it Shannon. Little- we appreciate little- you, man. Great.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: All right. Oh and then, yeah, there she is once again Hello. in the spotlight.
2: Ah. <laughs> Yo, that's Lindsay's Lindsay segment. Oh, okay, I guess not.
1: See how that sorry. is.
2: <laughs> anyway. Anyway, really nice. I like him. Yeah, I didn't know about the oh, um the treatment that stuff that he did. That's really cool. Yeah. I admire people I'm like sorry? that. I'm able to help. I said I didn't know about the um the treatment center stuff that he does.
0: Yeah, that's cool. You know, because like he said, so many of you know of our, our brothers in the business have fallen victim to substance abuse and things like that. And yeah. whether they lost thing or they lost their lives, you know, it's a tragedy. Not only for the person who loses their lives, or everything, but the family that they have, they lose as well. You know, mm-hmm. so it's great that he there helping and trying to get them on the road to recovery. And I think that's great. And Shannon Moore has always been that guy to really, really help out others when needed. You know, kudos, my hat goes off to Shannon. You know, thank you for doing that. Like I said, we need it so much for so many of the, of the rest of the nowadays who might fall victim uh, to substance abuse and that really need that help. And if Shannon's willing to give it to them and they're willing to listen, then that's a fantastic job. Yeah, that's right.
1: Very much so, very much so. Uh, I love that his, his favorite memory involved three count, uh, you know, the, the boy band stuff. I, I would not have <laughs> guessed that, because normally, Devon, I'm sure you would agree, you, you come across these stars who may have a more, quote-unquote, embarrassing gimmick in their careers, and they don't really like to talk about it. They don't, <laughs> you know, they don't like to remember it, but it's kind of cool that he he realized it was unique, it was fun, and he went with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, again, Sometimes we're not proud of some, some of the gimmicks that are given to us, but we make the best of it. And we move on, and you know something—he might not have liked it, but I'm sure there were some fun moments as well. I know he had some dry moments and probably bad times, but, but he had some laugh moments, you know, because you know people knew the group, and you know they they got they got good response. So I didn't think they were bad at all, but I did finding it that Mm -hmm. they were you know trying to be a boy band and to see shannon actually dance it was hilarious (laughs) it was it was
2: hilarious to see you dance too
1: (laughs) yeah does he dance around the 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 home around the house at all taylor
2: um well he just had back surgery so he ain't danced in about a year now Um, just in general (laughs) um no not really i well today he actually was showing me his uh sexy stance in the kitchen. Oh, that was pretty. That you have was a pretty sexy good.
1: stance, Devon. Leave it. Why did to make that noise? <laughs> can you show it? I think it's too graphic. Oh. Okay. <laughs>
0: Let's see how deep. I, I can just take my glasses off. I can't see a thing.
1: <laughs> it does it involve the lack of clothing? It, I take it. I, I, okay.
0: Not covering your eyes. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: no. I said, were you clothed during this sexy <laughs> stance?
0: Yes. Oh. Oh, oh. I was clothed. I was just doing things that were very provocative. Yeah. Yeah, no, the kids were up, so I couldn't do that the way till they ran into the room for a second, do my sexy mm. pose, and got right out. Mm. Yeah. Thanks, Dana. You're always going- uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Next time he help. does it, can you, like, take a picture?
2: I'll try, but, you know, every time he does something dumb and I try to record him, he always, like, stops immediately once I get the phone out.
1: Oh, yeah, because he knows that people like me and Lindsay are going to beg for that footage, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. picture, mm-hmm. that audio, and we're going to yeah. hold on to it as long as we can.
2: Yeah. I try to blackmail blind- him all the time. One thing. We'll get him one day.
0: So sad. Never. Never will you ever get him. We'll get him. <laughs> I don't a, know if I
1: would say never, Devon, but, you know, but we appreciate that.
0: Never. Your time's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the phone tap when I when Elvis Duran is morning. And uh, they do these phone taps with Larry. And I told Taylor, I said, you'll never get me. I said, I'll coming a mile away. I'll never get phone taps. Hmm. Never. Hmm.
2: So is this you telling me you want to be phone-tapped?
0: I think I'm it tellin- is. Because I'll figure it out before it gets any further, before it even mm. gets...
2: How? I
0: just... No. I'll just know. All right. The accepted.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it happen. I mean, we got... we got things to do.
3: Here. D-Von, head, so. I mean, all it oh,
1: takes is you I to take so. an edible and we'll be able to get you. So. <laughs> <laughs> i'll only do that <laughs> yeah taylor we'll make it happen we'll we'll definitely uh
0: devon thinks that he
2: can't get got you know you can't he thinks that you can't surprise him because you know he'll know about it will he though will he
0: That will <laughs>